Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'm listening to a podcast from that female comedian that you weren't interested in listening to her pot her special, but she has a podcast. So I listen to it and she gets stuff like snacks sent from all her fans. And she's like opening these bags. I'm like, oh my God, Rachel would just have a fit if she heard that rustling. I would. Yes. I would not want to hear that on the... I listened to a podcast, No Holes Barred. It's two comedians and one of the ladies is always eating snacks on the oh. podcast. I'm like, oh, why are you eating while you're recording? It's really annoying. Yeah, well, she's probably got a buzz on because she drinks too while they're recording. And her editor or whoever the per- sound person... She sounds like she's really far away, and I'm like, oh, that that's annoying. But nothing annoyed me as much as trying to listen to the Murdoch podcast that you told me about. Okay. That girl's vocal cord burn was so annoying. I haven't listened to it yet, so now I feel like I need to listen to it. Yeah, and it's funny because I was going to say, I really wanted to listen to you, but you're supposed to be a professional person, and your vocal, I don't know what it is with these young people that cannot enunciate or speak appropriately, and the next segment I listened to, she said, I just want to comment on all the mean posts I got. This is my voice. Stop telling me I sound like Kim Kardashian because this is how I speak. And I thought, no, no, it's not. Oh, so it's not how her voice sounds. It's how she's saying the words. And she's doing this like affectation like a valley girl would. Yes. I got it. What the hell is wrong with these yeah, that's not professional. That's not your voice. Right. She's like, <laughs> don't don't post on my account if you're going to say mean things. And I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, I can get, uh, you're losing me as a listener because of your unprofessionalism. Yeah, well, we are the consummate professionals, so we <laughs> yes. would know. <laughs> yes, we would mm-hmm. know. Our yes. bar is set so high that most of these people can't even see our bar. Okay, I like that. I am listening to, if we're just going to talk about random podcasts we're listening to, I'm listening to the Harley Quinn and the Joker podcast. It's a serialized podcast on Spotify. Highly recommend it. Christina Ricci is Harley Quinn. If you like scripted, serialized podcasts, that's good. And it's only like 20 to 30 30 minutes per episode. What's it called? And then Harley Quinn and the Joker. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll check into it. There's no vocal cord dragging or burning, is there? No, she speaks like she normally does. Thank God. And then um, I'm still really liking Crime Junkie and The Deck. And then The Deck is putting out, I'm super excited because I think it's happening this month, a special podcast series let me see if i can look it up it is oh it's just called the deck podcast i guess the deck investigates is the new podcast which comes out march 9th what's that about so the deck is a pretty cool concept where in prisons the prisoners get playing cards to play card games with. And so they have special decks of cards in the prisons that feature unsolved cases on them. Oh. So 
the podcast is about different people from those decks of cards. The one downside, if you like true crime, but you want to have the happy ending every time, you're not going to get that on that podcast because all of those stories are unsolved. But they're still really interesting to listen to and important, I feel like, Mm -hmm. to hear about. So the spinoff is going to be about one person... And it's a 15 episode podcast that is releasing in less than a week, which makes me very excited. I will check that out too. Yeah. Right now I'm listening to it. It's called, her name is Kathleen Madigan and it's called Madigan's podcast. And then I, on the episode I'm on is Walmart's Megaverse and a monkey queen rises. Okay. That's the name of it? Yeah, that's the name of episode 74. I was listening to her. Oh, that's the episode name. Yeah, yeah. Her, the podcast is called Madigan's Pubcast. But Mm, I was, got it. When I was at, when I was at the grocery store earlier, I was listening to it walking through the store and I was laughing out loud because she cracks me up. Nice. I've done that before where I take my wireless headphones, especially in Walmart or Costco. Mm. Sometimes it's too loud there. I like to put the headphones in, listen to my shows, get my shopping done real quick and then get the hell out of there. Yeah, no one can blame you for that. All right. Yeah. So um, I have to tell you before we talk about this book, mm-hmm. you know how I went to. So I have a friend that I made in my crocheting class. Her name is Emma. She's from Scotland and she's 80 years old. So she goes to the YMCA and I just started this beginning of the year. She said, why don't you come with me, meet me at the Y and we'll go to the light exercise class it's for seniors and i'm like yeah i really need to get in better shape for when we go to scotland and are walking around a lot so i go to this class i realize because you exercise it's a little bit of dancing it's a little bit of yoga it's a little bit of building your arms up with light weights and i realized i am super uncoordinated the whole time we're supposed to be moving our legs and then moving our arms she's like okay now move your arms like this i'm like this is like rubbing your stomach and patting your head i can't do it it's like you're either going to get my arms moving or my legs moving i cannot move both things at once and that's so funny because i've have similar issues Oh my God. I felt like the biggest spaz and these I'm like the youngest (laughs) at 65. I think I'm the youngest person in the class. Mm -hmm. There are very old people in this class and they're just rocking it out. I got to tell you the next day. So that was on Thursday. The next day I got out of bed in the morning and I thought my legs were going to give out. My thighs were so bad and I had to take Advil. And then, so that was Friday. This morning I get up, my thighs still hurt. And I'm like, good God, I am so out of shape. I realized I have to, and I told Emma, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to have to come every thursday if i stand any chance of surviving our scotland vacation and the walking we're gonna have to do i need to step it up and i have not felt this kind of pain in my thighs since i took a pole dancing class years ago and i gotta tell you i have a whole new level of respect for those women those strippers on the pole because (laughs) oh my god i thought you were gonna say the elderly women in the class (laughs) No the pole dancers. That was like 10 years ago. And I still, I still have tons of respect for them because good God, I couldn't even squat down on a toilet to pee after I took those classes. And I'm like, how the hell do these women do this? That's amazing. Yeah. So props to them. So no, I'm going to be crying Thursday morning, but I'm going to make myself go. Well, yeah. From the podcasts to the pole. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're going to like it, but you're not going to like it when I make you go with me because you who reads 35 books a month must do a lot of sitting. No, so I don't you know gotta... what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to get moving. We'll see. I, I will say the good thing about those classes, if you go a lot or consistently, depending on the teacher, if you have a good teacher, they'll do the same moves a lot. So eventually you will get the coordination down and you'll figure it out. Because I like to do a lot years and years ago, I used to do step aerobics. 
Oh. Mm-hmm. And it was hard because you have this little platform thing you're stepping yeah. on and lifting weights. And so you're doing all the, and then sometimes they would make it where you have to do something called around the world. So you're like stepping on, stepping off, turning, and then going around the whole platform the whole time. I would need to do the modified version because not only could I not get, I just have to stay in place and do it because I would not only get where I couldn't complete it because I would fuck up at some point, but then going in circular motions like that makes me dizzy. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't do that kind of stuff. So if you have a good teacher, they'll usually tell you like a modified version to do. Well, the teacher of the class announced that a new woman is taking over the class and she's the one that did the chair yoga class that Emma won't even go back to because it was too much for her. Oh God. And when everybody heard the the person that's taking over the class, everybody knows her, of course. And they're like, oh no, because she's gonna be hard <laughs> really to keep hard. up with. But you know, I figure I'm just gonna do like you said, if I have to sit on the chair and lift the weights with my arm, at least I'm doing something and Emma was very supportive because after class I look at her and I go I feel like I'm going to die and she was not even breathing heavy yeah but you're just starting out yes so remember that when I make you start out with me I will okay (laughs) (laughs) all right so are we ready to talk about this book novella I should say so today's book is ashes in the wind and islands of ash the Osparia series novellas by Lachelle Rain. I'm going to do my little confession here. I didn't realize when I picked this novella that it's actually two in one, mm-hmm. even though it very clearly states Ashes in the Wind and Islands yes. of Ash. It I even thought says it was a very long name. With an S. Yeah, <laughs> me too. And then the cover also shows two different wing types. There's on the top, the cover is very cool. The top has like black bird-like wing. And then the bottom has like a dark bat-like wing. Mm -hmm. Okay, even that's not enough to give it away. I, (laughs) being the big old dummy that I am sometimes, didn't realize it was two novellas in one until I finished the first one. Mm. And my Kindle said 63% in the book. And I was like, what the fuck? So I went forward because I'm like, oh, maybe they give you the beginning of the first book of the series because mm-hmm. this is a prequel and so i just happened to go forward a couple pages to see what was going on that's when i fucking realized that islands of ash is a separate novella so it's a two for one ridiculous yes. is what i'm saying I, about myself well i was oblivious too so it wasn't just you i thought it was one you know it is what it is we can only do what we can do i liked all this stuff that we got before we got to the first story the dedication was To those who have ever felt defeated, Mm -hmm. we never fail. We either win or we learn. It's true. And then there was maps are always good. Oh, yeah. You like that. And then after the map, there's character art. I love character art. I was very excited when I saw that. Yeah, this couple is beautiful. Okay, so then let me... It's funny you say that because I instantly recognized the artist when I saw that character art. Oh, no kidding. Because I follow her on Instagram. So that is Beth Gilbert. She has some very gorgeous artwork. Writing her name down. Yeah, Beth Gilbert. She's got kind of a distinct style, I guess I would say. She is the one that did the covers for that book series I read recently, The Broken Wings Duet, Airy uh and Haven by Essie Wendell. She did the covers for those books. She has some really good character art for the Plated Prisoner series by Raven Kennedy. So anyways, I recognized her. So I went to her Instagram. I looked it up. Not until I looked it up on her Instagram page and read her description of the artwork did Mm -hmm. I realize that the characters in the character art is actually the female main character and her dad. It's not, what? It's not her love interest. That's supposed to be her dad. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm like drooling all over them going, oh, they're so sexy together. Yes, they look really good together. And so then I'm like, oh man, do I read too much age gap romance? <laughs> like They look great together. I don't think so because 
yeah, that's crazy. But they are fae, so you know how a lot of times in books the fae will stop aging, or they don't stop aging, but their appearance stops changing after a certain amount of time? Yeah. Maybe that's what's supposed to be happening here. Either way, I was like, they look great together. Oh, wait, whoops, that's her dad. My bad. <laughs> mm. Okay, I found her. I'll follow her. Okay, that's very interesting. All right, so, uh, yeah, after we got all beyond that, let's talk about this this novella. Okay. You want to start? Sure, I can start. That's fine. The book opens with Emmeline training with her dad, Orion. Emmeline and her family are fae, but near their home, there is a place called Heaven's Reach Mountains, where the Sky Elves live. Side note, the whole time I read this story, I read it as Haven's Reach, but it's actually oh. Heaven's Reach. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know why my brain did that, but whatever. That's all right. Emmeline can control the water elements. So she's doing some physical training as well as elemental training with her dad. After the training is done, they go to eat lunch at home with uh, her mom. And this man enters the house named Halen, and he's all up in a tizzy. He mm -hmm. proclaims that ember is coming now for a long time i also thought ember was a person ember is actually this other country because of how it was phrased this is why i need maps oh. and books because yeah i thought ember was a person too ember is not ember is like the the country or whatever or the location okay so, and did you mention that halen is a sky elf i don't think i mentioned it no but yes okay. he's one of the sky elves from heaven's reach and he has wings. I love the wings. wings. Yes, yeah. I knew you would. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> he says that he found out from something called a shadow crow. That's mm -hmm. not really explained in the book. But what he says is Ember is coming because the emperor believes the chosen one is among the sky elves. He refuses to listen to reason. He wants nothing to stand in his way of conquering Osparia. The emperor wants to annihilate these people, but it was the empress, correct, that sent the warning because she's more rational and doesn't believe in hurting these people or doesn't believe in the chosen. It's these sorts of things aren't really explained very thoroughly in the stories because mm -hmm. the emperor of this area ember mm -hmm. that's where the fire fae live he is the one that wants to go to war but then he doesn't actually ever appear in the story it's actually his daughter who is the one that shows up to do the fighting on his behalf or something and we don't really find out what the chosen one is or that shadow i mean i guess because it's a novella they're gonna leave some of the explanation for the main book or at least that's what i'm I hoping time the novella ended i knew who the chosen one was but we won't talk about that right now so go ahead okay so Emmeline and her mother, her mom's name is Ivy. They refuse mm -hmm. to leave the village and they say that they will stay to fight and heal the wounded. Ivy is one of the healers. She also has water power, water magic. Although Ember is coming for someone that is a sky elf, the Asora Fae agree to stay to help fight this common enemy. They have this phrase that I'm going to completely butcher, my lao kahai, which means forever as one. And and we hear that that's in this novella multiple times. Mm -hmm, that's the like their recurring motto. theme. And her father and Halen are really good friends. So they've been friends forever. So he's like, I'm not going to let you go into this fight alone. We're going to stand with you and we're going to help defend and protect you. And also looking at the map, they the people from Ember would have to go through the area where the Asora Fae live. You hear him? He's not even in the room. That's how fucking loud he is. He's outside Oh the my God. Is that Bowie? Yes. Jesus. So the Ember Fae would have to go through where the Asora Fae live to get mm -hmm. to Heaven's Reach Mountain. So that's another reason why they're like, if an enemy sets foot on our soil, even if they're not here for us, we're going to yeah. fight against them. Yeah, we're not going to be the gateway to your annihilation, basically. He tells them, and this confused me, gather the women and children, take them far away, take M. He, he's telling his wife, I've 
Ivy, take them and, and run. And she's like, no, he wants them to get on ships and get out of there. But instead they take them to a cave. Is that right? Yes. They take so, them to a cave in the mount in one of the mountains to hide so them. Is it, is it the sky elves, women and children, or is it the water? That This confused me. It was a little confusing for me, too, because later in the story, something ends up happening to those people. Mm-hmm. And they end up getting... Basically, you hear, hold on a second. I'm going to lock yeah, them in okay. my bedroom. Hold on. Okay. <sighs> Came back. All right. You could have <laughs> just so let vocal. him in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then he likes to do this thing where he makes bread. So then he's going to be doing that kneading and purring <laughs> and talking <laughs> thing. Uh, so, so Mr. Stubbs used to do that on his that gigantic fuzzy ball that I bought for him. Mm -hmm. Even when he was full grown. And I thought it was the sweetest thing. Yeah, it is really cute. But then times like this, it's like, could you just yeah. shut the F up? Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to be professional here. You're not mm -hmm. helping. Okay, yeah. so where were we? So the people go to the cave, the women, the children, and then the people who aren't going to fight. Mm -hmm. Something happening to them and a lot of them end up dying for lack of better words yeah and but then some of the sky elves are among the people that get injured so i think maybe it was both maybe it was sky elves and Faye that were in the cave oh okay. i'm not sure helen's wife kaylee i don't know if that's how you say her name she is in heaven's reach getting people ready to also go to the cave, I believe. So yeah, it could be both of them. And then we meet the love interest. This was a different twist. It's Helen's son. His name is Ace. And Ace has known Emmy for since they were small children, they've grown up together. They know that secretly their fathers would be overjoyed if they got married. Ace can fly. He has wings, but he can speak, but he doesn't. He only signs. He uses sign language. And Emmy was thinking that she used to, when they were kids, they were inseparable. And she knew all the sign language, but she's forgotten a lot and needs to. And I don't know why, if they're together all the time, I don't get it. She has to learn the sign language again to communicate with him. I don't think it's explained why, but they haven't seen each other for a few years. Mm -hmm. So she hasn't seen him in a while. Of course, when she sees him after a long time, he looks amazing and gorgeous, mm -hmm. of course. Mm -hmm. Yes. And now he's a man. <laughs> and yes. so they say in the story that the sky elves use the sign language because when they're flying, this actually makes a lot of sense to me. When they're oh. flying, the wind is too loud, so they can't hear each other. So they sign to each other while they're flying and that they can also do it from a great distance because I guess well, that makes sense. better than their hearing. It makes sense, but... He's not flying all the time, so why doesn't he speak? He's just taking this vow like a Trappist monk not to talk at all. Yes, because the signing is the first language or something. I can't remember the exact wording, but it's supposed to be a great honor to only sign. The ancient language. Okay. Yeah, so that's why Ace doesn't speak. He can speak, but he doesn't. Mm. Okay. Emmeline and her dad gather the women, the children, and the non-fighters, hide them in the mountain. Like we said, while they're there, that's when Emmeline sees Ace for the first time in a few years. They have this interesting relationship where it's a little bit of a rivalry, like a friendly rivalry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A little bit antagonistic, like brothers and sisters, always pushing each other, not literally, but like pushing yes. each other to yes. compete. They're competitive, I guess mm -hmm. is what I'm trying to say. But yes. now that they're older, she's really thinking that he's pretty hot now. And he commands wind and she is an element fae. So her thing, she's a waterbender. Mm -hmm. She is water. He is wind. After a long day of work, she tries to get some food, but her dad tells her if she wants to eat, she needs to catch her dinner. Gross. He, yeah, he makes a, well, he's eating rats. She's like, I don't really want to eat rats. That sounds fucking gross, but I'm hungry. But her dad is always trying to teach her a lesson. Mm -hmm. So he says during war times, food is not readily available. You need to hunt for it or you don't eat. He makes it a competition between her and ace and it's basically whoever 
gets back first with their meal can win a prize or something. So her and Ace set off. They, of course, end up fighting with each other. Instead of working together, they scare off this big buck that they were trying Mm -hmm. to get. So they return to the cave with nothing. And her dad tells her, you should have worked together instead of against each other. He ends up giving them some basically pity rats to eat. Yeah. (laughs) He's all, there's some rats for you both by the fire. Enjoy your dinner. Mm -hmm. It's pretty gross. Yeah, it's very gross. So at some point while they're in the mountain at the cave, Emmeline's outside and she feels like someone is watching her. Mm -hmm. She thought it was Ace. She realizes that it wasn't him, but she doesn't ever tell anybody about what she thought she saw or what she felt so yeah like, so okay, they could great yeah they're so how are they going to check that out if you don't tell anybody mm-hmm. so i'm like okay so she's the female main character who's smart she's capable and she's physically strong but she's also stupid and she ignores her gut instincts I'm like okay great yeah and instead this is the last thing i would be doing if i thought someone was watching me she tells everybody i'm gonna go down to the water and i need to bathe so oh that's once they get back home home to her village oh okay then never mind but no i just was blown away by that i'm like really i don't think i'd be doing that it just goes to show she doesn't tell anybody anything about what she thinks she saw when Mm. she was outside okay so she goes looking for ace because he's not in his bedroll and she tells her her father and ace's father i want him they kind of wink at her ace's father winks at her like oh yeah sure you're gonna go find him or whatever because they want them to get together she's like don't get any ideas i just want him to teach me how to sign be fluent again in signing and they're like okay be careful yeah so at one point he does teach her he flies her up this cliff they sit on the edge of this ledge or something he teaches her the words Mm -hmm. again to get her caught up he also Mm -hmm. teaches her this bird call that she can use if they get separated and they need to find each other which i'm sure will come into handy later later because she's like well if we can't I can't call out to you. How do I get your attention if I need you? Yes. Just put your lips together and blow, honey. I can't remember if it, maybe it was after this part. That's when she goes to take this bath in her home mm-hmm. village because she wants to eat and rest. Of course, she goes to bathe. There's some local village boys who are always p- picking on her and bullying her because she's a girl and girls can't be better than us. So they start fucking with her while she's at the river ace appears out of like nowhere Mm -hmm. comes to her rescue but of course course. she's on the she's in the water naked so yeah you you have to turn around but then she's hesitating because the boys are still nearby and she doesn't want them to see her naked so he spreads his wings out yeah her from view and he turns around yeah behind he's like um he's like one of those uh screens yeah a folding dressing screen Yeah. Yes. This is his wings as a folding screen. And she gets dressed and it says, when I was finished, I reached up and grazed my hand down one of his wings to tell him I was done. He shuddered from the touch as he draped his wings back down his back and turned to me. Sorry, I didn't mean to startle you. I paused. And then she says, they're beautiful. And she thinks, I could have sworn I saw him blush as he pulled me along to walk back up to the village. Yeah, that was nice. I'd want to pet those wings too. I felt like in this book, the author was trying really hard to lay the foundation of their friends, but they're a little mm-hmm. bit of rivals. Maybe they're going to turn out to be lovers. I didn't hate it, but at the same time, it reminded me a lot of Sarah Moss, who will do a lot of that in her books, where you meet a character at the beginning and nothing ever becomes of them. They're only ever friends the whole time and that's not actually the male love interest that she'll end up with that's what i was getting from this novella oh no i don't think that i think she definitely will end up with him but what do i know i'm just guessing that's just my two cents but go ahead oh i'll tell you why i think that later when we get to something else that happens in the book oh all right okay the next thing i have is emmeline and her father get woken up at night by halen appearing at his house their house again 
Mm-hmm. This time he's covered in burns and even his wings are singed. It says Vala, the princess of Ember, she killed the women and children in the cave. And then he goes on to say, they knew where we were as if they had been watching us the entire time. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is if you have a feeling or you see something, you need to say <laughs> something. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because they don't even, she doesn't even feel guilty or think, hmm, I wonder if it was the people following me. She doesn't fess up. I probably wouldn't have fessed up at the same time. But no, you're right. She doesn't have this thought that was like, oh, fuck. I wonder yeah. if the person watching them at the cave was the same person I thought I felt or mm-hmm. sensed near me when I was at the cave. Like, what? So she, yeah. she's kind of has these character traits that I don't really like, where it's like she's smart, but she's also a big fat dummy and too stupid to live sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> or in a lot seems of people, to de- but it's true, but it's like I want her to be consistent. I don't want her to like flip flop between this capable yes. daughter of a very prominent leader of the village who has big aspirations for you know she's supposed to marry ace and because they're both from powerful families and she's been training her whole fucking life but then when push comes to shove she ignores all her instincts and she's a big old dummy there's no training for common sense yeah and it's true i can't believe how many people are just fucking stupid so anyway (laughs) she she is worried about ace where is she and the her father asks where is dala and Helen tells her she retreated after the battle and there's a thought that we all heard about the princess of Ember being a villainous creature so I guess Ember had suffered some injuries and losses just like the Sky Fae did so Mm. that battle is now over for now yeah so she's worried about Ace and Helen tells her oh he's probably at Heaven's Reach Cliffs thinking about his mother because she always liked that. Oh, and because I don't know if we said it, but his mom died in that ambush. Yeah. Yeah. She runs off to find him. And of course she sees him sitting on a piece of land and he tells her, leave me alone. And, he, and she says, no. And he tells her again, leave. And he, she won't leave. And of course she wraps her arms around him and, you know, gives him a hug, gives him a hug and says, I'm here yeah. for you. And then when they, look out they can see the glow of the fire of the ember face soldiers that are creating a wave of fire in the distance and he's like it's time to go and he picks her off up and flies to find because the the war is going to begin the mm-hmm. fighting is going to happen again the battle so they do return to that village that she lives in. And at this point, Orion tells Emmeline that her mother is with the rest of the healers. Mm-hmm. And she's going to stay at the village while Orion, Emmeline, and all the other people march off for the battle. So he tells her, if you're quick, you can run over and say like goodbye to her yeah. before we leave. So she runs out there to talk to her mom. When she gets there, she realizes that all the healers have been poisoned by the Ember's princess and that the fire in the distance was part of a diversion mm-hmm. that Ember's forces are actually in multiple spots at once and that they've poisoned all of the healers. I kind of wish that we had gotten a little bit more in this novella to get more information about this. Like, how did she poison them? How did they get there? Wasn't it Hemlock? But then how did she get the Hemlock and all of the healers? She put it in the water somehow, I guess. Or maybe I just wasn't following it and it was explained. Yeah, so the soldiers came, like you said, they split and one group came up behind the healers and there's also people coming from the front her mother's trying to warn her to leave and go go back to your father and she's she can tell something's really wrong and she's like i don't I don't want to leave. And she's like, you have to go. And then her mother yells at her to run. And they start pulling up, pulling water from the earth to fight. But there's too much damage from the hemlock. It said the hemlock won't kill a fae in small amounts. It would just make them feel like death. That's, yeah, that's part of the reason, I guess, why I was confused. Because it sounded like it took a long time for the hemlock to take effect. Maybe they just used a shit ton of it. Or the way that they used it poisoned all the... The healers at the same time. Yeah, I don't I don't know either, but 
doesn't Ace show up and he takes her back to her father because I think in their weakened state they can be killed. That's what I think it is. So they weaken them with a hemlock and then they annihilate them with the fire. Okay, maybe that's what it was. The hemlock doesn't actually kill them. It just makes them weak enough mm-hmm. for the fire fate to finish them off. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, and then they see the fire grow climbing up the trees so they they must have set them on fire just like they killed all the women and children in the cave because they're apparently evil bastards mm-hmm. yeah yeah I- so they start a fight with the fire fae you know her and ace of course are fighting back to back and it's like pretty much everybody gets annihilated ace ends up grabbing her and flying off with her because everybody's dying well in this battle it turns out that they realize that vala the ember princess not only has fire magic but she can also wield lightning because at oh, one uh-huh. point she strikes emmeline's father with lightning and he's really injured mm-hmm. emmeline i think got hit by something also so she's injured ace is injured basically everyone is injured at this point emmeline yep. and ace are fleeing because ace is flying them off but because he's injured he's not flying very steadily she's passing out and it's kind of alluded to the fact that they crash land somewhere because they're both so injured they both pass out yeah the next thing she knows is someone's carrying her uh, over their shoulder and she's hanging over a man who's carrying her and he's dragging ace behind him through the dirt (laughs) i loved that visual because i'm like oh my god his poor wings yeah because it they put a whole emphasis on how they don't let their wings touch the ground because Mm -hmm. it's of like basically disrespectful to their wings mm-hmm. and this guy this stranger is just dragging him on the ground like oh god his wings are totally fucked after this this transport yeah and she doesn't know whether he's alive or dead and she hears an, an older woman's voice you know cut in and the guy basically drops them at the feet of this woman and leaves them in her care and leaves so that yeah we don't know who this mystery man was at all Emmelyn was gaining consciousness and passing out repeatedly during this whole transportation thing that was happening. So when she finally comes to and she's lucid enough, she starts questioning the woman and she realizes that this older woman is named Willow and that Willow is somebody that I think she had said she heard her mom talk about from when her mom was a child. So Willow's very old in fae terms. Yeah. She's got this like cottage in the woods. I believe she was her mother's teacher and taught her mother how to be a healer yes that yeah that sounds familiar questions willow and she says who was that man and willow says a traveler in the woods found you near my home luckily i was heading back for more supplies or i would have missed him and she says what was his name and willow responds i didn't catch it this whole interaction was totally red flag for nothing but lies did you pick up on any of that Mm -hmm. yes at one point when emmeline was regaining consciousness she hears willow tell this mystery man something to the effect of like you have to go you can't stay so she did talk to him it's not like he dumped them and ran off she she did talk to him for sure Emmeline's alive ace is alive Emmeline insists on going to look for her father they find him he's yes this woman is so powerful willow is so powerful that she's able to use her magic to keep her father alive just long enough for he and Emmeline to speak to each other which was really kind of sad and she's, of course, Emmeline's crying and saying, I don't want you to go. I need you. And he's like, he hands her a moonstone necklace, which is something she had always wanted. And he, of course, tells her, I'll always be with you. And she lays next to him and curls up next to his side and holds him. And then she, they he tells Willa, Willow, I'm ready to go be with my wife now. Oh, I know. It's so sad. So there's a lot of parent death in this fucking novella, to be sure. Yeah, it, it was really oh. sad. And then Willa says to her, your, your fight in this life is finished until we meet again. And then he stops breathing and dies. Mm-hmm. And then we also find out that Hal and Fe- died on the battlefield. So everybody 
who isn't dead. Basically, everybody's dead except these two. So, of course, she's upset. She's grieving. I'm sure Ace is still grieving. It's been like a day and a half since his parents passed away. They're holding each other. She ends up kissing him and then she immediately apologizes. And Ace tells her, I promise that as long as there is air in my lungs and a beat in my heart that I will be here. We will be here together. Aww. Yeah. And he said he says to her when she kisses him, tell me if we hadn't gone to war, would you have kissed me? Would you have wanted me in that way? And she goes, you're right. I'm sorry. Maybe you're right. Maybe he isn't hers, but I think she's crazy. Yeah, she kind of blows it here with her explanation with him i think yeah because she is attracted to him and before i don't know whatever mm -hmm. but in writing you anything can happen the possibilities are endless so sure she blows it here but they could still end up together who knows yes what i thought true. was creepy is she he takes her back to her village and there's a few survivors there that have set up a camp and she tells him, wait a minute, you know, I, I want to go inside. And she opens his chest and grabs a couple of blankets that were in there. But the blankets are all smell like smoke and beat up. And I thought, why the hell? I thought there was going to be something in the chest that explained to her what really is going on. I took it as she just wanted to get some things from her childhood home because they're going to live with Willow now. So I thought she just wanted a couple little mementos. But you pick up a ratty old blanket? Okay, whatever. Yeah, she, they, <laughs> Ace and, and her Evelyn go to live with Willow and Willow's going to teach them things, how to be healers, how to take care of plant, of wounds and cook and about plants. So they go back and start being taught under willow's guidance yeah they're basically just spend months doing chores lessons and grieving and that's kind of how the story ends but then we have a bit of an epilogue after that yes and it's it just comes from this person's point of view that says i watch as emlyn fell from the sky in the arms of the elf and i slipped away from the battle fear consumed me so he is the one he's the one my need to get to her made my legs act i didn't want mm -hmm. to be part of this war but it was too late for that and then he's standing on a ship deck heading back to iron isle harbor i had done it i had found her and i would do anything in my power to keep her safe even if it meant staying away so is this the person you think is her love interest this could be her father no i think this is her love interest because the chapter is titled stranger this is very much the mystery man who dragged yeah. her to the woman's thing but he says or he thinks at one point when he dragged them away from battle that he was met by a familiar elderly woman with a temper so he did know that willow well woman. yeah he knew willow yeah yeah so he's having all these thoughts on the ship and he's departing the shore i think that this might be her mate because he's having these thoughts of he was drawn to her. He couldn't stay away from her. He does everything in his power to keep her safe, even if it meant staying away from her. Okay. So I took it as maybe this is who she's supposed to end up with, a fellow fae and not Ace, who is actually an elf. Well, I am the queen of denial, so I'm still rooting for Ace and his wings. Yes. I don't mind Ace at all. Yeah, I, I don't like either. Ace. So uh, what do you... That's how the book ends, people. That's it. That's how the first story ends. Yeah. Okay. So this is when I was super intrigued by this story, but also confused as fuck because my Kindle said 63%. Oh, yeah. And this is when I realized that there was a second story after this one. And I, I liked this story. Did you like this first novella? Not really. I mean, it was okay. It had some good points, but... There was a lot of introduction to a bunch of different people. And sometimes, you know, I, I can't put my finger on what it is exactly when I read a book from different authors, but there are authors that the instant I read the first page, I'm sucked in. I am in the action with the people in the book and I'm all about it. And I, it's like, it takes me out of reality. This book, 
kind of felt like it was more of a, a young adult book or something. I don't want to say that you'd read to your kids at night because there's a lot of scary stuff in it, but I didn't feel like I got sucked into this book. It definitely felt young adult to me. Okay, I don't like young adult books, and that is nothing against the author, but it's just young adult is not for me. I mm -hmm. am... I'm on a different reading course. And so if people are into young adult books, go for it. I mean, you probably would like it and probably the rest of the books are good, but I won't read the rest of the books because I don't like young adult. I don't want to read it. So did you end up reading the second story or no? God, no. I had so many other things I was reading. And I'm okay. like, if I can skate under the wire, you told me I was reading the, you know, Ashes in the Wind and Islands book or no mm -hmm. novella. So that's all I'm reading. I'm using that loophole to read the other three books I'm reading at one time. I did read the second story. Okay, so what do you think? I don't understand the second story's purpose at all. Oh. I don't know if it plays a part in book number one in this series or what, but I, I'm not sure how it would because I looked up the book one on mm -hmm. Amazon and book one is about Emmeline and Ace. So the second novella is in a different location in this world and it has different characters. Oh, I don't get that. So, I mean, I could tell you real quick what happens in yeah, that story you, or we can just... sure. Okay, so the second story is called, uh, like we said, Islands of Ash. There is more character art, so we get to see... This is actually the two main characters, the two love interests, character art mm -hmm. for that story. Um, this story takes place in a new location called the Espian Islands. On these islands, it is tradition to come of age and celebrate by slaughtering a dragon. And I'm thinking oh, brutal much. No, no I, don't, I don't like that. Yeah. So, well, neither does the chiefess of these islands because her name is Shay. And when she came of age, she didn't kill her dragon. She actually befriend, befriended her dragon. And now she hangs out with her dragon all the time and flies on her back. And her dragon's name is Emrys. Mm. So one of these days, she is flying on Emrys's back. As she's up super high in the sky, she sees a fleet of ships approaching and she realizes that it is ember coming for war so now she's faced with the dilemma of oh shit now i have to confess to my husband who is the chief of the clans and her mate his name uh -oh. is baron mm -hmm. but she has to confess to him that not only did she not kill her dragon like she was supposed to but now she spends time and has this bff dragon <laughs> oh god she does go with she confesses to Baron, he ends up meeting her dragon. They go for a ride on the dragon's back. They end up having a little bit of sexy times while they're up there. I will say that this novella was more steamy than the first one. Okay. Maybe because they're mates, and so it's not a big deal if they're having sex all the time. She does stop him, though, because she's basically like, I don't want you to finger me while we're on the dragon's back, because that's my friend, and Amorous probably wouldn't like it. It's oh, kind of bizarre, gross. but okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's gross. So they land, they warn the villagers, they do show the people that the dragons are not to be feared, and they use Emerus and a few more dragons to carry the women and children to this hidden location that's actually the dragon's den. While they are at the dragon den, it turns out that Emerus can actually speak while she's in the den. That was kind of bizarre. It went from how to tame your dragon to puff the magic dragon. No, no. <laughs> Vibes in this story for me. Uh, she returns home and she has dinner waiting for her and some flowers and her and Baron have sex. He was very sweet. He says, if tonight is our last, then we're not leaving this bed until dawn. My note is yes, please. Yeah. The fight with Vala, that ember princess, ends up happening. Vala can wield fire and she can also walk through it. So this bitch has a lot of abilities. Well, maybe they... she's going to be the savior of the, the people. I think that's going to be the overlap. But I don't understand the point of two novellas for the same series. I don't well, get it. I would get it if they were the same people. And that's what I'm saying. I don't really understand if this comes to play in book one and they tie these two stories together because Shay and her mate Baron have to flee because they're losing the fight against the 
the Ember Fae. And the story ends with this. It says, The silence of death hung in the wind as I made a promise to myself. We'd lost this battle, but we would be there for the end of this war, and we would find peace again. So this story has to tie in somehow but i didn't care for these characters at all or the dragons or it was just so vastly different from the first novella that i didn't get it yeah i don't know what to say because i i'm not i would have had liked to have them tie together but maybe if you read the first book in this series then you figure out how the two separate novellas tie in i would probably give these stories like three dry panties I liked the first story more, but there was no really sexy times in it. I didn't really like the second story, but like I said, there was a lot more sexy times. So they kind of balance each other out, I guess. Well, I didn't even rate it. I would I would rate it one dry panty. It's just not my type of reading. It doesn't mean it's not other people's type of reading. It's just not my type of reading. Yeah, overall, once I finished both of the stories, I was more confused than anything as to how they fit into book one. I And that's not how you want to be. When you finish the prequels, you want to be excited to read book one. Yes, absolutely. So I, like I said, I'm reading a multitude of other books. I think my favorite series so far, I'm going to, I'm going to say something which is just going to be absolutely you're not going to believe it. Oh God. Okay. What? So uh, right now I'm reading the uh, T.S. Joyce's Kane's Mountain series. And I got to tell you, I, this is probably my favorite series by her. It is so goddamn funny. These people are such, this crew, they're a bunch of idiots. And I've laughed out loud and I, multiple times reading this series. And I realized that T.S. Joyce has surpassed my love of Ruby Dixon. Okay. Can you believe it? I can't believe I'm even saying that because I also, I think I told you already, I got the Rajal's Resonance um, book automatically downloaded, which is the next Ruby Dixon book in the series. And so I am reading that at the same time as I'm blowing through the T.S. Joyce series about Kane's Mountain I'm on book three in that right now. I'm liking the T.S. Joyce series better. Hmm. Don't ask me where um, J.R. Ward stands because she, I will tell you anyway. <laughs> is that <laughs> she's at the top. She is okay. the top. And she had an announcement the other day on her Facebook page or Instagram page that they are. Remember how I said they're going to make a movie out of that? the Black Dagger Brotherhood series. Okay, yeah. They're gonna start with the first book that you didn't like. I didn't hate the first book. Oh, okay. But you didn't but read the second book, did you? Did you go no, on? I, I, yeah, I read like the first four books in that series. Oh, I don't think we ever talked about... I, I'm excited, but I don't see... Now I think I understand why movies are never as good as books, because how can they cram all of the action that takes place in a book in an hour and a half or two hour movie. I just don't even see how it's possible, but I'm very excited. I'm probably going <laughs> to rent a hotel room when this comes out because it's going to be on one of the online viewing. It's not going to be in theaters, right? It's going to be online. Probably, I'm going to yeah. get away from my dogs. I'm getting away from everyone. I'm going to go check into a hotel. So no one disturbs me and I'm going to watch it. Because I'm excited. Sure. Yeah, that's good. So what are you reading now? Because I know you're reading other things, right? Yes. So I did read that book Jet by Anna Fury. Mm -hmm. um, there were some very, very explicit and unique sex scenes in that oh. book. Oh my. Wasn't super thrilled with the ending. Oh. But I'll probably read the next book in the series just to see what happens with the characters. Is Jet um, the first one in the series? It's the second one. What did you think um, of the first one? Did you like the first one a lot? Obviously, if you read the second one. Yeah, I did. I did like it. I don't know. Some of the stuff that was in Jet, I could have done without. It was different. Anyways, I read that. The current read for me is actually a book called Divine Blood by Beck Michaels. I've actually owned this book forever. 
and I've never read it. So I finally took it out of my to be read category. We'll see if I finish it. There's a couple Um, different books that have come out that I really want to read. There's a new prequel and a book one that came out from the Twisted Sisters. They do the Zodiac Academy books, mm. Caroline Peckham and Suzanne Valenti. So the prequel is A Kingdom of Gods and Ruin. And book one is A Game of Malice and Greed. Both of those just came out. I really like those authors. And okay. I want to read those. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I want to give this book finally its fair shot. Yeah, okay. At getting out of my to be read. So I'm going to try to read it. I don't know if I'll be able to finish it or not before. I'm such a mood reader that I might have to stop and switch to something else. I'm not sure. I'm definitely a mood everything. It's terrible because I, if I paint, I have to be in the mood. If I'm going to sew, everything I do, I have to be in the mood. And I remember my doctor, well, my shrink, let's be real, telling me one time, she goes, sometimes you just have to force yourself. And I, you know, those words that she said to me decades ago, and those were probably some of the wisest words that somebody ever said to me because they still ring through my head. And I'm like, you know what? She's right. You have to force yourself. And then once you get into it, you know, then it's different. But sometimes you just, because I'm too much like, "Eh, I don't want to do that. So I won't do it. Yeah. But for books, I'm not really like that. I'll DNF a book all the time. Like I have no problem if I'm not into a book, I'll stop reading it. And then maybe I'll read it later because I am a mood reader. So Mm. maybe I'm just not in the mood for that type of book. Maybe I want something dark. Maybe I want something funny. Maybe I want a vampire. Maybe I want a shifter. I always want a vampire. Good God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Always. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably my number one. Always. So vampire, mm. and for my I, decades, I've always been like that. So okay, yeah. Nice to know some things never change. Yeah, you're consistent. Yes. So, do you want to tell everybody what our next book is? Since my Kindle just shut down and I don't have it at my fingertips anymore. Yes, the next book is going to be The Aliens' Sacrifice by Ella Maven. I haven't heard of this author or the series. Either. But we'll see. We'll give it a go. Yeah, I I actually started it last night because I'm like, I've got to tell myself, you know, doing this podcast and reading these books is almost like having a job, I hate to say, but I tell myself, okay, I have X number of days, I should be reading X number of chapters per day so that by I'm ready to do this podcast with you by the time it, it's time to, to do it. That's kind of my problem too with reading I literally just started Divine Blood late last night when we got home from that game night we went to. So I like started it and then I felt guilty. I'm like, I should be reading the book for the podcast because Mm -hmm. that is due by next weekend. But then at the same time, I want to read something for myself. Oh, yeah. It's a struggle is real. Yeah, the next book in that Kane's Mountain series is always in the back of my head going, we're waiting for you to find out what happens to us. Don't the leave little, us. Yeah, it's like the bad little thing sitting on your shoulder. I thought mm-hmm. that game night was at your house. That wasn't at your house? No, that was at somebody else's house last night. I gotta tell you how jealous I am of your life. That you have so Why? many friends. <laughs> you have so many friends and so many connections. I didn't have any of that. Because when I had you, I was so young. Nobody else had kids. And I wasn't married. And once you get divorced, it's like people kick you to the curb because, you know, I don't know if they think of you as, I don't know, you're just not included. And I had a child and none of my other friends had a child. So they were busy going out and doing things. And then when you were old enough that I could finally start going out again and doing things, they were all having their babies. And so they couldn't go out. So you're really lucky that you have such a huge group of friends and that you get to do stuff like that because that looked like a lot of fun. It was fun. Shout out to Remy. She listens to the podcast. She's the one hey, that posted. Remy. Oh, <laughs> I wondered if that was, it was Remy, at her house. Oh, good for her. Yeah. So um, we got lucky when we moved to this street because we met a lot of friends that live on the same street as uh, us. Mm-hmm. And 
So game night was actually multi-generational because it was her parents, who I believe both of them are in their 60s. Mm. Uh my husband and I, who are in our 40s, uh, Shelly and Mike, who are upper 30s, maybe barely 40 years old. And then Remy, her husband, her brother, and her brother's girlfriend, who were all in their 20s. So we had oh, lots God. of different people. <laughs> yeah, that's great. We had fun last night. But uh, you'll have to come over here and we'll try to teach you how to play some of the games. I would love do that. dinner or something. Yeah, that'd be lovely. I'm so excited. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so do you want to mention what we're doing tomorrow? Oh my God. Not just tomorrow. We have so much going on. You guys We're it's like the yeah. perfect storm of everything that's happening for the podcast happening at the same time. So we're recording it's a good today. Thing. Yeah. No, it's good. It's mm -hmm. just all happening day after day. So we're recording today. Tomorrow, we're going to be recording with Trev. Mm -hmm. Hey, Trev. Podcast. Hey, girl. Uh, yeah, the Bookish Lounge podcast. Her podcast comes out in a few weeks. We're going to record our episode with her tomorrow. We're going to talk about Games with the Orc by Catherine Moon. And we're also talking about The Old Guard, which is a movie on Netflix with Charlize Theron. And... Then we are also going to be having an interview with uh, somebody from Alitu, which is the website that we use to record the podcast. Hey, Alitu. So, so it's going to be, <laughs> it's a lot that's going mm -hmm. on right now, but it's very exciting. It is and exciting. Yeah. Once everything is out and published and in the world, we will follow up and tell you guys where to listen to that stuff how to find it, all the things. All the things. My girlfriend said to me, she goes, wow, this is great. You guys maybe are going to get to the point where your podcast is, you'll start getting paid for your podcast. I'm like, I don't really want to do that because then it's an obligation and I don't want to be obligated to anything. Uh, you only get paid really if you do commercials. I don't want to do that. Good. <laughs> so We're on the same page. Yeah, we do this for fun. We have said before, this is for yeah. our pleasure, not yours. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> we just we just do this, put it out into the ether, and people listen, and it's awesome. It's very awesome. We appreciate everybody that rates us and listens to us and follows us. So thank you for doing that, because who would have thought it? Who would have thunk it? Not me. That's for darn sure. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> So what's on your uh, list to do for the rest of the day? One of the kids has a project for science class. So I might be going to the craft store. Oh. Uh, opening game for, I don't know, did I ever tell you? Um, for Christmas, I got my husband season tickets to the local soccer team. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so opening game, opening night is next week and today they're going to be handing out i guess tonight at five they're going to be handing out the packets for season ticket holders so oh cool i think we're going to go there and pick up our pack it includes our discount card for the concession stands and the merchandise we get a parking pass a scarf some random stuff. So we'll probably do that. That's tonight at five. Oh, can I tell you this ongoing saga? I cannot believe what a pain in my ass. I've been trying to get that stupid ironing board. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so tell me. I ended up canceling the one that I was supposed to get from Walmart. I thought, screw it. I'm just going to pay more and I'll order it from Amazon. I order from Amazon. It tells me... First of all, it's Prime. It's supposed to be here the next day. It never is. It tells me it was going to come Friday. I get a notice Friday that says, your ironing board is going to be delivered by 8 p.m. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so excited because I need to iron my doll fabric. It's all wrinkled before I can cut out more dolls. And that was yesterday. I got that message probably around 1 o'clock in the afternoon. At 4.30 in the afternoon, I get an update that says... We're sorry, your ironing board delivery is going to be delayed until the 7th. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So That's now weird. Yeah, so it's delayed. And they even said, 
and I've never seen this before. You can't, if that's not fast enough for you, you cannot cancel this order until one more day has passed. And I thought, what the hell are you talking about? You can't give me what I need. And I can, because normally I just cancel it and I find it somewhere else. I've even gone to the store to look for an ironing board and there are no freaking ironing boards. What the hell people in the ironing board factory? It's a COVID <laughs> shortage. I'm not even an ironer. Let me tell you, when I was married, my your father ironed all my clothes. I don't buy clothes if I have to iron them. Yeah, it's too much work. It's too Do much you work. you want a normal ironing board? I can bring you mine to use in the meantime. <gasps> you have an ironing board and I've been waiting all this time? Yes! I thought, weren't you ordering some sort of special one that like magnets to the washer and, and dryer? Or no, am I just making that shit no, up? No, you're insane. I don't know who that is. No. You're just trying to order a normal one. Yes. Oh, I'll just bring you mine. Oh, yes, please do. Thank you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, I guess I'll be seeing you soon. All right, I'll be ironing then. All right. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> you need an iron or no you have an iron no i have an iron okay well I'll, i will see you soon okay thanks honey <laughs> okay bye <laughs> bye thank you for listening to the bonded books podcast you can rate and review us on spotify and apple podcast our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com and check the show notes for a link to all of our social media Thank you.